Pastor Doug here from Crossroads. It's great to be with you. I hope that today's message will draw you closer to Jesus. Let there be peace and let it begin with me. Do you ever struggle to find peace? Uh, Like me, do you ever need a refresher on where peace is supposed to come from? I mean, things can get messed up, anxiety can happen, even in some of the good stuff. Uh, This past year, uh, I completed a dream. I had wanted to own a convertible my entire life, and some inheritance money came my way. And so Denise and I took an extended period of time just going and driving used convertibles. And, And after missing out on so many cars, I had finally secured a car, sight unseen, uh, said I wanted it, and that following Saturday, Denise and I drove down to Virginia to pick up the car, did the paperwork, and at the end, you know, the guy's like, and we'll get you the title in about two weeks. I've never bought a used car out of state before. I thought this was fairly normal. Two weeks went by and no title. Uh, A month went by and my Virginia temporary tags expired. So I'm calling the dealership. I'm trying to get a hold of the salesman and, and it takes so much more effort than it should. But they say, hey, there's been some problems, you know, COVID, all that kind of stuff. And they FedExed me a new set of temporary tags. So this bought the car in February. That was March. One month later, rinse and repeat. And it seems like it gets harder and harder and harder to get a hold of someone, and it takes longer and longer to receive my new set of temporary tags. This goes on month after month after month. And you can imagine, it's like, you know, I'm getting upset. I'm getting anxious. I'm making threats that I don't want to have to follow through on. But I mean, do I need to get a lawyer involved in this situation? We get to the point of July. Now, remember, I bought the car in February. We get to the point in July, and I am driving on expired tax. Situations like that can make me anxious. Situations like that could make anybody anxious. You know, well, what am I going to do? How's this going to go? And it'd be easy to lose sleep, to let that anxiety build in me, to let that peace just totally disappear. And doesn't that happen for all of us? Uh, A peace that we so long for, that we so want, seems elusive or hard to find, or a peace that we once had disappears and, and its place becomes anxiety or depression or fear. Uh, Here's some recent stats for you on anxiety. 25% of children aged 13 to 18 years old are diagnosed with some form of anxiety disorder. You just go one stage up, young adults, 18 to 24 year olds, it goes to 40% are struggling with a pretty severe form of anxiety. And we know the past couple years have been tough, but in the past year, anxiety and depression has grown about 26% in our country. And this whole idea of finding peace is something we want, but it can be so hard. I mean, come on, you meet people who are busy, you meet people who are 
active. You, you meet people who are just go-getters. You meet people who are stressed. You meet people who are tired and exhausted. But how often do you meet a person that is just a person of peace and at peace? I mean, it's just clear in your time with them uh, that there's a peace about them that is just unshakable. It's a rare quality, and it's something that we always desire, and it's one of those things that we get to celebrate at Christmas because Jesus came to give us peace. Uh, That very first Christmas, uh, the angels appeared to the shepherds, and this is what they proclaimed. Suddenly, the angel was joined by a vast host of others, the armies of heaven, praising God and saying, glory to God in highest heaven and peace on earth and peace on earth to those with whom God is pleased. I mean, you hear that and that peace on earth, man, man, that just draws you in. Uh, There's like an innate desire to have peace peace on earth, peace with ourselves, and peace with God, and peace with others. But it can seem so incredibly elusive, so hard to grasp. It seems out there, and you're like, well, if Jesus came to give me that Christmas gift of peace, why am I having such a hard time finding or maintaining peace? I I think a bit of that answer appears in exactly what the shepherds have to say, because it's peace on earth to those with whom God is pleased. Who's the peace for? Those with whom God is pleased. And that just begs the question, doesn't it? It begs the question, am I? Is God pleased with me? And if God's pleased with me, then why don't I have that peace? It's a question that we can all ask at one time or another throughout our lives. Well, these angels, they're not the only ones that talk about this Christmas gift of peace, this peace that Jesus comes to bring. As a matter of fact, let's go back another 700 years. That that would be like 2,700 years ago. 700 years before the angels appeared, there's the prophet Isaiah. And the prophet Isaiah has a list of words to describe the upcoming Messiah, and Prince of Peace is one of them. Isaiah tells us this, For a child is born to us, a son is given to us, the government will rest on his shoulders, and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Now his government, his government and its peace will never end. He will rule with fairness and justice from the throne of his ancestor David for all of eternity. Man, Jesus is the Prince of Peace. It's, he came to give us the gift of peace. And, and his government isn't like any worldly government, not, not unlike any earthly government, because his government will be known by peace, by justice, and by fairness. So Isaiah talks about this Prince of Peace that we're coming, the long-awaited Messiah. But Jesus himself refers to himself in the gift of peace that he comes to bring. See, it's not just the angels and it's not just the prophet Isaiah. Jesus himself talks about peace. In John 14, Jesus says this about himself. He says, I'm leaving you with a gift. I'm leaving you with a gift. 
peace of mind and heart. That's the Christmas gift of peace that Jesus gives us. Peace of mind and heart. And the peace I give is a gift the world cannot give. So don't be troubled or afraid. See, Jesus is the ultimate gift from a loving and gracious and forgiving heavenly father. And Jesus offers you and offers I the gift of peace. But perhaps that gift's missing. I mean, have you ever been there, done that? I'm, am I the only person? I mean, you know, the gift arrives in the mail or, or I just bought a gift at a store and all of a sudden, you know, a family member's walking in and I'm like, oh man, I gotta like hide this gift somewhere. So I'll just throw it somewhere real quick. A couple days or weeks go by and I need to wrap that gift because Christmas is upon us and I'm like on a full-fledged search because for the life of me, I can't remember where I put the gift. Have you ever been there? Have you ever done that? And then when you find that gift and it was stuffed in that drawer or that cabinet or somewhere in your garage or whatever else, it just feels so good when you find what you knew you had. Same's true for you and I when we find or are reminded about that gift of peace and it just comes back into our life. It just feels so good. It just feels so right. And this gift of peace, Jesus says, man, you can't get it anywhere else. The peace that Jesus offers is different than the peace of the world. Man, Jesus says you can't find this in a bottle. You can't find it in a pill. You can't find it in a different philosophy. It is a gift of peace that comes from Jesus himself. The kind of peace that Jesus gives, only Jesus can give. I don't know where you're at or what your life is like. Maybe you've had just an outstanding year. 2021 has just been brilliant on all accounts. But maybe 2021 has been hard on you. You're anxious. You're tired. You're exhausted. Peace seems so incredibly elusive. You're losing sleep at nights. Your, your mind's racing with so many different thoughts throughout the day. Nobody around you would describe you as a person at peace or a person of peace. And here's what I want you to know. God does not desire for you to live life like that. God doesn't want you to live life anxious or fear or depressed or constantly worried. The Christmas gift of peace that Jesus came to bring he desires for you to live with that kind of peace, to be a person at peace and a person of peace. I mean, I don't always get this right, but I want to be a person at peace and a person of peace. A couple weeks ago, um, Barna put out this huge report on the state of pastors. Like it's a hundred and like sixty-page report. And just the ways that uh, this past year has impacted pastors across our nation. And I came across this one graph, you know, like a pie graph. And, and, and the question was if you are frequently or easily mentally or physically exhausted. And, and that makes up the 
huge part of the pie graph for pastors. And I'm like, oh, been there, done that. I get that. So easily exhausted mentally or physically. But even in the midst of that exhaustion, I, I want to remain a person of peace and at peace. Don't want to be losing sleep. Don't want to be anxious. I want to be reminded that God and Jesus are always in the center of it all. There's nothing outside of their control. So Jesus and the Christmas gift of peace. Do you know there are about 790 verses about peace throughout Scripture? I want to just sort of summarize this gift of peace that Jesus brings into three different categories, three kinds of peace. There's spiritual peace, there's emotional peace, and then there's relational peace. So let's hit these one at a time. The first kind of peace is peace with God. That's spiritual peace. That's eternal peace that Jesus came to bring. And I mean, it's foundational because if you're not at peace with God, it is so incredibly hard to be at peace with yourself or to be at peace with others. We read these words in 2 Corinthians. God has done it all. He sent Christ to make peace between himself and us, and he has given us the work of making peace between himself and others. God has done it all. God doesn't want to live disconnected from you. He doesn't want any of us to be living disconnected from him. And he's done this work of reconciliation, of making peace between you and I and him. He's taken action to restore a broken situation. And he invites you and I to be a part of doing that work of reconciliation, to be a part of sharing that peace of God with the world around us. And so much more than this, this state of tranquility, it's this idea of wholeness and completeness. That's the peace that God has made between himself and us, and it's all that he's done through Jesus. You and I can do nothing to earn it in that peace. It's all because of what Jesus has done. As a matter of fact, the Apostle Paul in Romans, uh, he says it like this. He says, Therefore, since we have been made right in God's sight by faith, we have peace with God because of what? Because of what Jesus Christ, our Lord, has done for us. That whole idea is done for us. Not what we ever could do, but what God has done for us. Peace with God comes from what Jesus has done on the cross, what Jesus did when he walked out of that empty tomb, when he defeated death. Paul Chapel he says it like this. He says, because of the empty tomb, we have peace. Because of his resurrection, we can have peace during even the most troubling of times because we know he is in control of all that happens in the world. Do you understand that? This past weekend, um, we had our larger Bender family gathering. And I got to spend some time with my um, eldest brother. He's 21 years older than me. So he, he's crossed that 70 mark. 
And he was just telling me about the amount of friends that he has lost this past year due to, due to COVID or due to cancer or, or due to whatever. But there was one story he was telling me that so stood out in my mind. Because it's been a lifelong friend uh, who was in the hospital, in the ICU, uh, on a ventilator. Everything going in the wrong direction. Now, the good news is everything turned and went in the right direction. But while he was in the hospital, on the ventilator, he had what we would describe as one of those near-death experiences. But it wasn't one of those old fuzzy, love, warm, light experiences. It was the exact opposite. And the way my brother describes it is that he is a changed man. And you know, you know, the older we get, the harder it is for us to change. So for a 70-some-year-old to just totally change their ways, to go in a completely different direction, it, it takes a lot. But this man turned his life over to God. Uh, he had lost all peace. He had lost all hope. But when he reconnect, reconnected with his heavenly father through what Jesus Christ has done, when he came to know Jesus as his Lord and his Savior, his leader, his forgiver, his life just totally changed. He is in many ways a very different person, but he is now a person of peace. He got what Paul says a little bit later in Romans. He says, but God showed his great love. You want to know how much God loves you? God showed his great love for us by sending Christ to die for us while we were still sinners. And since we have been made right in God's sight by the blood of Christ, he will certainly save us from God's condemnation. Come on, a lot of religions, if you study anthropology or religions of the world, uh, you know that you need to make a peace offering with God. It's about what you offer to God. That, that's what the Greeks were used to doing. But Jesus turned everything around. Because it's God who initiated, it's God who made the peace offering. All we have to do is accept that gift and live in that gift. I want to tell you about the second kind of peace. The second Christmas gift of peace that Jesus offers us. And that's peace with ourselves. That's emotional peace. That's that internal peace. Because first of all, we have peace with God, and then we can experience the peace of God. And that's regardless of our situations. And see, we can't give what we don't have. Maybe you've heard that phrase before. You can't give what you don't have. So how can you offer peace to yourself or offer peace to others if you haven't received the peace of God yourself. This past Sunday, I was driving home immediately after church, and just about seven cars up in front of me, there was this horrendous noise, followed by a ton of smoke, and then I could see the guy up there in the left lane, his passenger front wheel was completely sideways. Quickly applied my brakes, put on my four ways, held traffic back behind me, and he was able to navigate off to the side of the road. And, and I pulled up behind him, and I was amazed. None of the cars in front of me or behind me, um, no one else stopped. And even more amazing is that there was no damage or accident beyond this guy's car. So I got out, and I mean, 
uh, he was emotional. Uh, he was using really colorful language. And, and I just sort of stood there and I just waited for him to calm down. And then I'm like, do you, do you need some help? Do, do you need somebody to give you a ride? Can I make a phone call for you? And sure enough, he said, yeah, I was living in Elizabethtown. I was on my way to Lancaster. And I'm like, okay, hop in. I'll take you somewhere. And as we're driving along, it's clear. He was trying to describe what was going on in him. And I'm like, you're in shock. I mean, come on. It looked like you handled that thing like a pro, but you're shaken right now. And he began to talk about all the things that could have happened. What if he was going around a turn? What if he was on back roads? What if this had happened on his trip he had just taken to Florida last month? I just offered him that calm presence, that peace. And I'm like, from my standpoint, God was with you through all of this. I mean, yeah, your car, it's not a good situation. Your front quarter panel, your axle, things aren't looking good. But this could have been so much worse. I think God's in the center of all this. And I was bring, able to bring God into that conversation. I was able to offer him peace that can only come from Jesus. In Colossians 3.15, we read these words. And let the peace that comes from Christ rule in your hearts. For as members of one body, you are called to live in peace. And always, always be thankful. Let the peace of God rule where? In you. It's an internal peace. It's that word that we have that's shalom. It means so many different things. It's the ending of hostilities. It's well-being. It's happiness. It's harmony. It's security. Jesus offers you peace for every situation where you need peace. If you have a broken heart, he offers comforting peace. If you have a confused heart, he gives you a guiding peace. If you have the shamed or a guilty heart, he wants to offer you forgiving peace. And if you have a worried heart, he wants to give you a confident peace. And, and again and again and again, this peace of God is offered to us. So not only can we have peace with God, but we can have the peace of God that rules in us. Thomas Watson, he says this. He said, if God be our God, he will give us peace in trouble. When there is a storm without, he will make peace within. The world can create trouble and peace, but God can create peace and trouble. You don't have to live in war. You don't have to live in anxiety. God desires for you to be a person at peace and a person of peace. And it starts by receiving that gift of peace that only God, that only Jesus can provide. Let's talk about that last, that third kind of peace. That's peace with others. That's relational peace. That's external peace. I mean, you've probably noticed that it seems like our world isn't getting any more peaceful. As a matter of fact, it often feels like the world, our world is just trying to tear itself apart. And it can be hard to hold on to hope and hard to hold on to peace in all of those different situations where it seems like people are just going at one another, viewing one another as the enemy, trying to 
put others down, tear others apart. But part of that peace that Jesus came to bring, that Christmas gift of peace, is that you and I can have peace with others. Here's how it's phrased in Ephesians. It says, For Christ himself has brought peace to us. He united Jews and Gentiles into one people. Jews and Gentiles, man, so dramatically different in their customs, in their cultures, in their beliefs, in the way that they lived. So dramatically different. And he united Jews and Gentiles into one people when in his own body on the cross, he broke down the wall of hostility that separated us. Jesus continues to desire to break down that wall of hostility that separates us from other people. He came to reconcile us, just not to himself, but to one another. And then he goes on in verse 16, and he says, Together as one body, Christ reconciled both groups to God by means of his death on the cross. And our hostility toward each other was put to death. He brought this good news of peace to you Gentiles who were away from him, and peace to the Jews who were near. It's peace for everyone. It's peace to bring people together, no matter how incredibly different they are. We're at that time of the year where family gatherings can always be a little difficult. Man, that, that, that's made even more so this year. I've talked to so many people that they've been struggling about, you know, trying to get to their family. And man, different views on the vaccine or different views on politics or different views on whatever it might be. All that stuff that the world wants to use to divide us, to pit us one against another. When Jesus came to unite us, to break down the wall of hostility, to reconcile us to himself and to one another, to have peace with each other. What our world, what your family, what your workplace, what your, what your school, what your community, what our church needs is to understand and live out this peace with one another, this reconciliation that Jesus came to bring that gift of peace, that relational peace. Zach says it like this. He says, the kingdom of God is righteousness and peace. True wisdom is never argumentative or quarrelsome. It does not strive. It maintains harmonious relationships with everyone as far as possible. It is impossible to quarrel with a man or woman who is filled with divine wisdom. For such an individual is a person of peace. Here's what I know. If you don't get this, if you don't get this, these people of peace probably annoy the snot out of you. Because, man, they will clearly talk about the things that they disagree with with you. Uh, They'll clearly share their opinions or thoughts that are different than you. But they won't get into quarrel. They won't treat you like the enemy. They won't tear you apart. They will continue to love on you because they are people of peace. And they get that the relationship matters more than anything else. They get that Jesus came to give us the Christmas gift of peace to be reconciled one to another. So do you see the progression here? That we can have peace with God. Then we can have the peace of God in our lives. And then we can have the peace with others. That's relational peace. 
Those are the gifts of Christmas peace that Jesus came to bring. If you want to respond to today's message, here's how it goes. First of all, if you've never made a decision to follow Jesus, isn't this a great time to do just that? Uh, To no longer go and live your own way, but to say, you know what, Jesus, I need you. I want you to be my leader, my Lord. I want you to be my forgiver, my savior. Uh, I choose to follow you. And if that's the case, you can check off that first box. It says, I desire to receive and live in peace by choosing to follow Jesus, the Prince of Peace. But I want to give you one other way to respond today. If you're struggling to find peace, I would love to be able to pray for you by name over the coming weeks. And it simply reads like this. Please pray for me as I am struggling to find. And then you can check any of those three boxes. Maybe you're looking for peace in just one or two or all three. I want to be praying for you by name over the coming weeks. And this is how we're going to close our time. Grab that candle that you have nearby and go ahead and light it. We're going to be singing Silent Night And as we're singing, just be praying for that peace of God, to receive that Christmas gift of peace, peace with God, peace of God, or peace with others. May you and I be people of peace in a dark world that needs the light of Jesus. May we be people who sleep in heavenly peace. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for the Christmas gift of peace that you offered to us through Jesus. It's all because of what you have done. So we give you thanks. We give you praise. And we thank you that we can be people at peace and people of peace. When we need to be reminded, when anxiety or worry or just, man, our minds are racing, May we be reminded by the power of your Holy Spirit that you came to bring peace and may we receive that gift of peace. We commit this and pray this all in that beautiful, strong name of our Lord and Savior, your one and only Son, Jesus Christ. Amen. Thanks again for listening. Any step you take towards Jesus is a step in the right direction. You can find out more about us at crbic.org. That's crbic.org.